Well, when you guys came in, you guys probably noticed these journals on your seats. So I'm going to only talk just a real briefly about them. You're going to hear more about it on the January 1st video. I'll walk you through how to best use those. First thing I want to say is this is designed to be used starting 2023. Now, you can use them whenever you want, but they're designed to be used starting 2023 in the new reading plan. And we're going to challenge all of us to, like last year, we, this year we're going to read through the entire New Testament. The year before we did every major theme in the Bible. This coming year, 2023, we're going to challenge you to read the entire Bible. As a matter of fact, if you read through the reading plan as we have it designed, as you'll see in the journal, you'll quick, quickly notice that we have a psalm every day that you'll read. You'll actually read through the psalm, uh, psalms more than twice uh, in 2023 if you stick with it. But again, the same grace and mercy that if you miss a, a, a week or a day, don't feel like you have to go back and make it up. Because if you've ever tried a year-long reading plan, you quickly realize if you miss two or three days, it is a lot of work to get caught up. Not saying you can't do it. My suggestion to you would be just pick up on the day, uh, that specific day. If you miss a couple days, don't feel like you have to go back and pick up all that extra reading. So that's all I'm really going to say about it. Make sure you grab one. Uh, we'll have them here on Eve Eve as well if you forget yours. But I'm super excited. I want to brag on two people, Michelle Pennington and, and Allie Osborne, who did the bulk of this work to design and get it printed. They put their heart and soul in it. I'm excited about at the end of the year next year, how many God stories that will be in each one of these journals where you've experienced God in a powerful way. They're designed for trainings, bring them to the trainings, or your discipleship groups, small groups, Sunday messages. They've done a phenomenal job. And I cannot wait to see what stories you guys capture as you continue your relationship with Jesus. So again, on January 1st, I'm going to go into more detail on how to best use these, so you don't want to miss that. 10 o'clock, January 1st, online. It'll be a shorter video, so you're like, I don't know if I have an hour. Well, we're going to take that excuse from you, and uh, we're going to make it short and sweet, but also impactful. So be sure to check that out. Uh, this morning, we're closing out our series, our last series called All Things New, where we've been walking through the book of Revelation. If you remember the first week, two weeks ago, I talked about the vision that John had and how he, we came to have the book of Revelation. I talked about the seven letters to the seven churches. And then last week, Aaron did a great job talking about the seven trumpets and really challenged, I know she challenged me, and the whole idea of repentance. And this morning, I thought we'd do something just a little different. Instead of reading and teaching out of the book of Revelation, I thought our time together would be better served hearing from somebody in our own church community, in our own church body, who had their own spiritual revelation. Now remember, Revelation is defined this way, to expose in full view what was formerly hidden, veiled, or secret. And what I think you will hear this morning is that God revealed himself to this person something that was formerly hidden. And this is what our God does over and over. He continues to reveal himself to us in old and new ways. New ways and new ways we haven't experienced or seen him before. That's what I mean by that. You can also look to this idea of revelation as a spiritual revelation in Jesus. We can see these as markers. I've talked about this a couple times in, in the past month. But these revelations can be markers in our lives that we look back to and go, that was a marker. That was something that I'll always remember that helped me draw closer to Jesus something that helped me better understand who he is and what he does. So without further ado, let's give a Blue Ash welcome to Jamie Hamilton. 
Jamie, thanks for offering up your story. I'm super excited about today, maybe more than you. We'll see. But why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself first, married and all that fun stuff. My name is Jamie Hamilton, and I am married to a wonderful husband, Norman Kim. He's hard to miss. Everyone's like, oh, is that your husband? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, and I have two beautiful little girls, Anna and Nora, and they're 11 and 8. Um, we own our own business, and I am also a homeschool mom. That's right, and she serves in our First Impression team, so thank you for that. I'm so excited for you to share your journey with us. I've had the, the pleasure of not just reading it, but we've talked about it several times. Uh, what I actually, we're talking about something that happened back in February and March. We're going to start with the February thing that happened to her. And what, it was an activation training that we did, and this is why you guys should attend these trainings, because they are impactful. This is why you should sign up for them. But what I personally love to start this whole journey with you is how you even got to that training that day. You want to tell the story of how you even, <laughs> those that are already in, like, I already know the story, you're laughing, but go ahead. I'm part of two small groups in our church. Overachiever. <laughs> I know. Um, I have a wonderful Bible study, but I'm also part of a couple small group, and our couple small group meets on Sundays, and uh, the prophetic prayer training happened to be on a Sunday, so our small group decided we're going to go to the prophetic prayer. As we decided as a group, we're going to say that. They um, decided for you is yes. what you're saying. <laughs> um, and I didn't want to go, but that was not an option. And all the women in our couples showed up. That's None of the cool. men. None of the men no. did. We'll, we'll have to no. talk to them later. <laughs> it's their loss, honestly. It was it really, it really is their loss. So tell us about like going into that. You're now there. You have some questions. Obviously, you're not sure you even wanted to be there. And then the training happens. Walk us through kind of your experience of the day. So we got there, and you gave us Jimmy John's or Jersey Mike's, it was wonderful. Yeah. And we're sitting there, and I figured that this was not like a participatory thing at first because they started lecturing, and I was like, oh, I can totally do this. Yeah. And then they're like, now we're going to participate. And I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> My friend who was sitting next to me was like, you can't go to the bathroom every time they ask you to participate. <laughs> I was like, let me try. Um, but we started, and um, goodness gracious, that day was it was crazy. Let me just start. This is going to sound super weird. right? Not like to me. I know, but it does. <laughs> it, it sounds it is, really yeah. weird. Um, so we were called up, and we were given partners, and um, my first partner was wonderful. He's really good at this stuff and made me really comfortable, and we were really efficient in what we did. Um, but that gave me time to sit there or stand there as it was, and I was just thought I was thinking, um, but all of a sudden, I had some revelations happen to me, and I knew what the next question was going to be. I, I knew what Kristen's words were going to be. I knew who my partner was going to be, and I knew what I needed to say to my partner. Um, before anything was even revealed. Before anything was revealed. So we had an exercise, and then we were standing there. And I already knew what the next exercise was going to be. Our partners were assigned to us randomly, right. so we had no control over that. Um, so at the time, I was like, I don't think this is right, or I don't know what this is. It feels super crazy. And, and then part of the exercise was you had to close your eyes, We correct? weren't there yet. Okay. So my partner got assigned to me, and I was like, oh. Of course it's you. Yeah. And then I told her everything I was supposed to tell her. 
And then I started crying, and Jason came over. Jason and Kristen run the activation, and he was like, what is going on? And I told him everything that happened, and he was like, praise Jesus. And I was like, no, 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 this is super crazy. I don't like this. And they were like, no, let's pray over you. This is great. This is great. And I was like, I don't know what this is, and it feels very strange. Um, We sat down to debrief, and another person had looked at my partner before that exercise and heard the same thing that she needed to tell her. Um, So I kind of lost it. And then we shared some more, and another person had shared what his partner had revealed to him. And at this point in time, I was always I was already freaked out. Yeah. And then everything inside of me was like, "That is wrong." Yeah. What What I love about your story is you have all these things that have, you know happened super fast. Yeah. But uh, you know, you wrote in there you were convinced that this was basically a waste of that God wasn't going to speak to you at all. No, because I'm not that person. Yeah. Like we have those people at this church, right? Like <laughs> those the, people, the super right? Jesusy people, yeah. right? Like yeah. you guys are staff members, and these people are just like prayer warriors. I am not that. Like I am. I teach martial arts and homeschool my kids. Like yeah. I pray and I read the Bible, but to me. God was in prayer and read the Bible and like all that cool stuff that happens to them and not to people like me. And that's okay because that's, you know, I'm not a pastor or I'm not a missionary. I I just do this. So you have this experience. You're like being reoriented in your mind and in your spirit. What happens kind of next after all that? So we go through these things and we do exercises. I know I told you we do exercises with like closing your eyes and things were revealed that way. And then I closed my eyes and I said things to people that were super impactful to them. And Let me create the context. So you close your eyes and then they rearrange the people. So you have no idea who you're praying for and or so vice versa. You don't have no idea who's praying for you. So The person who prayed for me didn't really know me. And the things he said to me were spot on exactly where I was. And I was like, well, you know, I know what family he comes from. And so they're super Jesus-y. So, like, of course it worked. (laughs) Um, But then it's my turn. And they put someone in front of me. And I don't know her hardly at all. And um, I have a vision of water. Like, and I said, I don't know what this is. It's not a swimming pool. It's not an ocean. There's just a whole bunch of water, and Jesus is up here. And I opened my eyes, and she was stunned. And I was like, what? Did I say something wrong? And she's like, oh, I'm considering baptism. Wow. And I was like, okay. So then I looked at Jason and Kristen, and I was like, I'm going. Like, we're done. Yeah. I don't know what this is. Good job. Can we be done? (laughs) I'm going to read this line that you said. You said, I left the seminar in awe of what God could do. He's so much bigger than the box I put him in each day. Yeah, because he's in the prayer scripture box. Yeah. Like, he doesn't do big things. It felt like, you know, when people talk about that, that's something that is not attainable for those of us who are just not that way, right? Like, God fits in this box, and then all of a sudden, God was not in that box anymore. He became real in a whole new way. Yeah, like an everyday presence. Right, like not someone that I had to pursue to get to do these things, but someone who was going to pursue me to do yeah. these things. I love that. And then, like three weeks later, we had a Sunday where we, if you guys were here, we did a, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, we did a healing Sunday where we prayed beforehand and said, "Hey, God, is there anybody that you might want to hear specific places or uh, parts of their body, those kind of things?" And we gathered those information and then I shared those. 
and then we gave opportunity for people to receive prayer to be healed. So walk us through kind of three weeks later, you have this Holy Spirit encounter with prophetic words and prayer, and then we do the healing Sunday. Yeah, and I, I believe that God heals, for sure. And I believe that God heals when he wants to heal. And I believe that he does it for all of those people who he wants to heal. <laughs> and they're over there, and I'm like here, right? Yeah. Like I'm not That's in for that. Them. Yeah. So I had COVID in 2021, totally didn't know, but lost my sense of smell and taste. And I was like, oh, okay, well, we're having a healing service, and you kept pushing us, and like no one's going back there because it was super weird. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just go do that. And I was like, oh, I'll just go ask them, you know, taste and smell. Could I have a Reese's cup that doesn't taste like metal? Yeah. And um, that is a gift from God. Yeah. He, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he said no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you came over and like not very many people are going back and you came over and you're like, okay, we were praying over these chairs today. And I was like, oh, okay. And you're like, over here, it's a left side thing. It's a left side thing. And I was like, I don't want that to be me. No, it's just my taste. Yeah. Um, but what a lot of people don't know about me is that I was an Olympic level competitor um, for many years long time ago. Um, and I have a, some really devastating injuries, especially to my left knee. I don't have a meniscus. I don't have an MCL. I don't have an ACL. I lived in constant pain every day, but you just deal with it and you move on and you say, I'm too young for a knee replacement. Um, but when you said that, and I was like, oh, well, that sounds strange. Um, but no one's going back. And I am, if, if anything, I'm like a rule follower. Andy right. says, go get prayer. So here I go. Um, And I was like, okay, I'm going to ask them to fix my taste and smell. And I go back there, and I go to the back, right, because it felt way safer. Right. And um, they were, they started to print. How wrong you were. Oh, my gosh. So So I went went back there, and I was like, okay, I would please pray over my left side. And I was like, what did you just say, Jamie? I was like, I'm the left side person. (laughs) And I was like, that is not what I want to say. But here I am. I said it. And they're like, oh, tell us about it. And I said, well, my left knee. And they know me, so they're kind of aware of it. And so they start praying over it. And I was like, okay. And in my head, I said, God, I believe. I believe that you will heal me at your word. If you want to heal me, I believe this. And then it was done. And they sent me back. Um, I don't know if anyone noticed, but the week before, someone was, like, sitting over here. There was water dripping on them, and I noticed it. Oh, I noticed. Like, <laughs> and so I'm standing there. Norman and I are worshiping, and um, my leg starts feeling really wet. And I was like, is there water? So I start looking around. My husband is like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, is my leg wet? I keep looking down at it, and then it gets really cold and wet. And I was like, this is so weird. Um, finally, I was, like, so distracted by this. I went back to the prayer team that I was at before, and I said, what did you do to me? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what happened? So I told them. But Hannah had switched in, and super Jesus-y Hannah. Right? Like, so she gets down on her knees and starts putting her hands on my leg and praying over it and praying over it and praying over it. And I was like, this is so weird. I'm so glad I'm in the back. And then I told Norman, I was like, I don't know what happened. It felt cold. It still feels cold. And that was it. Um, But the next day and every day after that, I lived without pain in my knee. Praise God. (laughs) Um, And uh, really, I can count on one hand. And two of them were this week, right, that my knee hurt. But we know that what that was, right? um, But I have lived basically pain-free from that day on. 
Yes. We said something just right there that I think it's important to point out. You're like, we know what that was. Uh, to provide a little context, you know, I sent Jamie an email. I'm like, here's some questions. We've already talked about this, but just a reminder, here's some questions. And I just reminded her, like, don't be surprised if this week or the last week or leading up to Sunday, there's some kind of conflict, something that goes on because the enemy does not want you up here. So I'm assuming that's what you're referring yeah, to. Yeah, that is. So you said something like when you went back to the, the, the whole knee thing that happened, and then when I asked you kind of, you know, how does this make you feel in your relationship with God, you said this. You said, I think God is pulling me closer and trying to push the boundaries of what I believe him to be. I would, I would say that up until this year, even though I wasn't one, I would call myself a really young believer, right? Like, I felt really comfortable and safe with God where he was in my life, and he was right here. And when I needed him, I called upon him, and I prayed and did that. But he wasn't, like, forefront. He wasn't every day. He wasn't in my face about things. And um, I think that he was like, yeah, we're not going to be there anymore, and um, you need to understand that I'm way, way bigger than what you think I am. Um, I think he pushed boundaries with that also for my trusting in him. I think when you understand that God is bigger than anything you can understand, it's, it's way easier to put your trust in him too uh, because he, he can do anything. Right? Yeah. Like, we already know that, but when he does it in your life, you're like, oh, man. This is way bigger than what I thought. So what would you say to the people listening this morning who are where you were? Like, I'm not sure. I mean, I believe all these things, but again, that's for those people. That's not for me. What would you say to them? I would say sometimes it feels uncomfortable, right? Like, it's scary to even consider that God can do these big things. It feels safe to understand and be able to put him in a box and put him on a shelf. Um, it is scary to take a risk and believe that he can do these huge things. Um, I said something to you that I think is, I thought a lot about it, but I said, he is a God who, who pursues us. He made us, he loves us, and he wants to be with us. So if we just take one step and say, I'm going to even take a risk to let you do, like to, to pursue you enough that you know that I am open to you doing things, what he can do is is amazing and unimaginable and it feels risky and it feels scary but I think it is worth every risk and every bit of scary that it is uh, I couldn't agree more I love how you, you said I really think that it takes a little bit of risk to feel God in a big way yeah it's not huge right all I had to do is walk back there and he did the rest um, all I had to do was walk up here in front of a partner and he did the rest and it's changed the way I walk every day I would say yeah. that there's been big changes this is what I love about the, how we do things in our church and I mean this collectively that we want to create an environment that is as safe as possible to do things and experience things and try things here so that we're better able to do it out there and the trainings you know with activations ministry i think they do a phenomenal job of creating that you know we call it practice god doesn't practice right there's every place is a training ground for us to continue to grow and i read this actually this past week that says we have no idea what god can do with a little act of obedience it speaks directly 
you. So how would you challenge people this morning, like the next activation ministry that comes up or the next opportunity to take that little bit of risk? What would you say to them? There's always an excuse, mm-hmm. right? I'm busy. I, I have to go clean my house. I have to do the grocery shopping, my kids. And I would encourage you to one time, one time do it. It's going to feel weird. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel scary. You're going to be like, what the heck is going on? Um, but what if it changed your life? What if it changed you? What if your anxieties and your fears that you carried with you every day could be dissipated a little bit? What if the way that you interact with your husband or your children or your wife could be changed just a little bit? Would it be worth the hour and a half to two hours? Would it be worth the discomfort? Would it be worth feeling weird? Um, If you could have that, If you could have that, and it's free, it's time, but I think that if you could just imagine the change that would happen in your life, or that could possibly happen in your life, even if you don't think you deserve it, even if you don't think you believe enough, even if you don't think that you know enough to go to one of these, you do. Um, I was listening to a podcast, it was so weird, I kept hearing the story over and over this week, and it was about the loaves and the fish. And um, the lady I listened to said, Um, God didn't say, Jesus could have come and said, hey, I'm going to just make enough food for everyone here. But he didn't say that. He said, bring me what little you have, and then I'm going to feed the masses. So he didn't just, he could have, but he didn't. He said, bring me the little you have. So I would say, if we can just bring what little we have, what little energy, what little time, what little knowledge, even if you struggle with your faith, what little faith you have, God can take that and, and make it cover everything. I heard it once said this way, your any is plenty. So let's give Jamie a round of applause. Thank you so much for sharing your story. You're welcome to stay. You're welcome to go sit. But I have a few thoughts. What I love about this story is I love it when God surprises us, and I still get surprised. I love it when God reveals himself to us. I love it when God stretches us in our faith. I love it when we encounter God in a brand new way. I love it when he opens a door in our mind, in our spirit, in our relationship with him that was previously closed. We have a revelation. This is the God we still serve today, even right now in this moment, that God is for us and not against us. This is the God that wants us to have life and have it to the full, he tells us in John 10.10. And I love that Jamie continues to challenge us. Like She could challenge you in a way that probably I can't challenge you, that you will hear it in a different way. And I love the idea of this box that she said that she had God in. Because I believe we all have God in a box. Like, I have God in a box. And what happens is I have this new experience, this new revelation with God. I take him out of the box I have, and I put him in a bigger one, right? The only way I can, like, comprehend him at that time. And then another thing happens, in this, and then I take him out of that box, and I put him in a bigger one. And this is what we do. And I think it's because we just can't quantify how big and how powerful and how loving our God Jesus is really is. So this morning, we spent some time praying before everybody got here as a team, as prayer team members, just as community people that attend and love this church, and prayed for God that maybe he would have some words to share. And I believe God wants to do this every day. God wants to share an encouraging word. God wants to do something in us so that he can do a better work through us. 
And I'm going to share just a, a few of these. I might share a few more later. And maybe some of these will resonate. I asked them to write it down on, the, on a 3 by 5 card. And maybe this will impact your heart or maybe where you're living right now. Uh, one person said they felt like there's a child returning home. Healing hurts and hearts. Maybe that's, maybe that's you this morning. It's maybe some of you uh, have been trying to do it all yourself, and this person's like, you know, it's time to kind of give up doing it on your own and let God help you. You don't have to do it all alone. Maybe there's somebody here that needs to be made new. They need healing for the stress that you're under in life. Someone feels a burden for the people represented on the prayer wall. Maybe that's you. You're like, there's a burden that I have. But you feel ill-equipped and unworthy. Be an intercessor for those. You know God hears you. We believe that God wants to give us these types of things. And I have a list of these. Again, I might come back to them in just a minute. Every day. God wants to encourage us. And this isn't just for me. This isn't just for Jamie. This isn't just for the staff or you know, those special prayer team. Anybody that says yes to Jesus has the Spirit of God living in them. That same Spirit is the same Spirit that wants to speak to you and through you. God wants you to know His heart for you. And He wants you to share His heart with others. That's the basic principle of prophecy. Share my heart how I see them, how I love them with that person. Again, this is why we do trainings. This is what we, we spend time trying to better equip you. He wants you to hear his heart today. The question will be, right now, will you open yourself up to that possibility? Will you take that small risk and allow God to maybe do something really, really big? So the faith of a mustard seed Jesus said. That's the smallest of all seeds, right? Because God will meet us right where we are. That's what he wants to do. I'm going to read from 1 Peter real quick, and then I'm going to challenge us. It says, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and sober-minded for prayer. Above all, maintain constant love for one another, since love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the varied grace of God. If anyone speaks, let it be as one who speaks God's words. If anyone serves, let it be from the strength God provides, so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. We have the gift of God's spirit in us. We have the gift of encouragement in us of who God is. To encourage actually means to put courage in. What if, what if we lived our, our lives asking God what words of encouragement he has for the people in our lives? What if we lived our lives asking God what words of encouragement he has for the people we interact with? What if we ask God right now what he thought about the person you came to church with? Maybe somebody in your family or friends that are here. I think God wants to do that this morning. I think God wants to encourage all of us. I think God wants to tell us how much he loves us. I 
just in our own spirit and our own mind, but maybe through somebody else. But before we do that, I'm going to walk you through a few next steps, and then we're going to spend some time this morning seeing what God wants to do, not necessarily what Andy wants to do. So grab your Connect cards that Jana spoke about. And if you haven't met Jesus in a very real way, and maybe today's the day you're like, I want, I want what Jamie has. I want, I want to live a life of that kind of excitement. I want to know how much God loves me. I no longer want to live the life my own way. I want to live my life God's way. We call that repentance. You're turning from doing things in your own strength and your own will, and you're turning to God and doing it in his way, in his will, to the best of your knowledge, because the spirit comes in us and he changes us. We'd say you've accepted Christ for the first time. If you've made that decision, write that on your Connect card or, or check that box and drop it in the offering in a minute. The second one is what we're going to try this morning. Be open to the truth that God's voice can still be heard today, that God still wants to heal today, that God wants us to tell people how much they are loved. And the third is receive prayer. You can use the prayer wall. You can use the connect card. You can email us at prayer at blueashcc.com. We'll have three different prayer teams up here on the stage. There'll be two of them, one back there. By the backdrop will be another. If you want to have a prophetic word prayed over you, they're prepared to give you whatever God gives them. And the way that looks is they ask God, how do you see this person? What would you like to say? How would you like to encourage them? Sometimes it's just an encouraging blessing. Sometimes it's a picture or it's a word. And these things are offered as gifts. And the thing about a gift is you can decide if you want to open the gift or keep the gift, right? The same thing. This doesn't mean like, thus saith the Lord, right? God said. It's like, I feel like God might be saying this. Or it's ocean and Jesus. I don't know what that means, but maybe you do. Maybe it's something you receive and you're like, no, that didn't mean anything. And then months go by and you're like, wait a minute. Now it means everything. I can't explain how God works. But we're going to do our best to offer all these things as gifts to you. And you can decide how that impacts or intersects your life. Because God knows. We don't. And the last, of course, is our memory verse. Then the one seated on the throne said, Look, I'm making all things new. That's all he does is redeem. Makes everything new. He said, Write it down for these words are trustworthy. Let me go ahead and receive our offering and collect your Connect cards. While they're doing that, let me set the stage a little bit. Well, the band's going to play. We're going to have prayer teams. I've given them a little bit of freedom this morning. If you don't come to them, they might come to you. It's a little out of our comfort zone, right? That's okay. We're going to risk a little bit this morning. But I'd ask you the same thing. Like, open yourself up right now and say, God, if you want me to say something to somebody, highlight them as Activations Ministry would say. Bring their name to mind. Or help me see them and go, I think it's that's the person. Right? Like, we prayed over these seats this morning. You may have people that have prayed over these seats, and you may be sitting in that seat that they prayed for. They may come to you and say, this is what I felt like God said this morning. But don't use this as an excuse to go, that might be weird. It might be, right? That's the risk. But it might mean everything to that person. It might mean everything for you. It might be a revelation in you, like, wow, 
God gave me that picture. God gave me that word. God gave me the strength to step out of my own comfort zone. And I've, now you're grown in a new way. That he's revealed himself. You're like, wow, God does that for me too. Let me pray. God, we give you as much permission as we know how to say blow through this place. We know you're here every week, every day, every second of every day. But God, what we're saying now is we want to know, we want to sense that you're here. We want to be reminded of your presence, your power, your love, and your goodness. God, we believe you can heal. We believe you will heal. Emotional scars, physical scars, spiritual unrest. So God, give us words, give us pictures, give us thoughts, give us prayers for somebody else. God, would you stretch us just a little bit this morning? And would you give us the strength as they, they talk about it, cross that line of fear take that step over that line of fear and just offer up what we feel like you want us to say to somebody a loving, graceful, biblical word because that's how you speak in prophetic words of encouragement they're good they're scriptural they, they line up with scripture and the Bible and your word they line up with the character and the person of who Jesus was. And they line up with our heavenly Father. God, we can't wait to see what you're going to do in just these few minutes of obedience. And how this might be a cascading effect and impact on each of our lives. So God, just come. Remove any discomfort and replace it with anticipation. the time. Just ask God, who and what? Who and what? If you feel like that person's in this room, I encourage you to go to that person and just gently say, this is what I felt like God said to me about you. Let's watch what God does.